friends and family. Family. Let's restart. Hey, friends and family. <laughs> how you doing? This is the first. Okay, you guys are going to laugh during my intro? Yes. Okay, well, that's just how we're going to. I'm not restarting again. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> this is the first episode of our new podcast called High Bandwidth, which is basically going to be the uh, podcast form of what's going on in the world of things during the week. That one. Yeah. The world of things. Yes. Specifically about things that we care about. So that's that's essentially what's happening. So we have a few topics on hand for today, but mostly it's just going to be us uh, giving our opinions on things that uh, we are ill-informed about. Oh, but yes. that's where the Pretty fun much comes into it. So, uh, Reese, why don't you take a look at the, the list and you, you tell me which one you want to talk about. Honestly? I say we start with Lisa Sue. I, bl- I can't believe that's what you, you chose. That doesn't seem like okay. it strikes Mama you as what yeah. you heard. I, I, I didn't think you would go for that. Yeah. No, Mama Sue is life. I honestly thought you were going to go with the ray tracing. Oh, no. I thought you were going to go. Anyway. Mama anyway. Sue is life. <laughs> Mama Sue is life. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's the title of this one. Mama <laughs> Sue is life. Anyways, so uh, what the article is about, essentially, is that uh, while everybody's been waiting for Navi and Ryzen 3000, we have been guessing as to the dates and to the performance yes. and to everything that could possibly come out. And it's been <laughs> announced that uh, Mama Sue is going to be giving the keynote presentation at Computex. Mm. And it's going to be the first CEO keynote speaker at Computex ever. So this is an unprecedented time. You'll also note that uh, they did this for CES as well. So this is a, uh, a, an apparent trait that AMD is going for this year is to take over all of the trade shows and just be the keynote speaker at all of them. I, I, wanted, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they're like, we're also the keynote speaker of E3. Really? Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not betting on that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna prognosticate. Well, Sony, Navi, PlayStation 5 announced oh, the AMD and Sony collaboration. But didn't, Sony pulled out of E3 though. Fair. Yes, which means if AMD go and announce it, then Sony still has a presence there without them having to be there. And without having to pay for it. Exactly. Oh. Oh. Ah. Do you think this is a whole big move for AMD to gain like more mind share by being the face of all these events? No, because I don't think people really care. Yeah, no. You're right. Yeah. Like if they had their own just like live stream of Mama Soon in front of a fireplace, it would gain just <laughs> as much mind share. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm actually betting it would gain more because it would get shared the heck out. <laughs> I, I think that's also true. I, I kind of pictured the the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool in yeah, front of the exactly. fireplace. Yeah, you, you get Lisa Sue in a nice skin <laughs> tight. Don't, don't finish that. Don't finish skin that. Tight latex, and she just. <laughs> You know, I was lounging there, revealing all of the hot details of the newest <laughs> graphics card architecture. I'm pretty sure millions of people would watch. The internet would break. It would. Uh, but no, I, I really don't think Computex or CES, like people care about what comes out of it, but I don't think people care about the actual events itself. Oh, yeah. Like people, I, people would much rather just read articles afterwards that is a summary of everything. Yeah, catch all the highlights. Having, yeah, than actually having to watch it themselves. Yeah, fair enough. Like, because... We do that a lot in just like every event. We, we cover basically what's going on, but the, the whole thing is getting the recap. And yeah. that's the, the punchy bit. People only really care for the, the punchy yeah, they, they Where are your punchy bits? Yeah. Mm, these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love that nobody on the podcast will know what you were referencing. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let everybody's imagination run wild with what his guys are. Um, <laughs> Okay, so the reason the reason that um, that AMD giving the the keynote presentation at Computex is fascinating is because they are supposed to be launching brand new architecture, seven nanometer CPUs, seven nanometer graphics cards outside yeah. the Radeon yeah. Seven. We're we're all hyped up on the flowing juices of AMD's river because of Adore TV's leak that it's supposed to be super fast, super cores, all of the and powers. super cheap. Yeah. Um. So th- there there's reasons to be excited. Although the the closer I get to it, the more I just preparing myself to be disappointed especially since there was also a leak of a uh ryzen 3000 series chip on a sysoft sandra benchmark yeah and With that four cores eight, eight it four threads. cores and eight threads and 3.8 as well yeah that's, that's highly disappointing that's probably the base clock though so that wouldn't be Hopefully. too bad that wouldn't be too bad and considering it like, depends on the Intel's price right it now. depends on the price yeah, of course so like i i made the joke during hot news that 
I'm going to fit this into my theory rather than letting reality inform my theory, right? Yeah. And it would be like, it's a rise in one. But nobody, nobody looked at uh, that and said, they're all like, no, it's not going to be rise in one. It could be the athlon. And it's just like, you're proving my point right yeah. there. You, you're trying to find a reason why this wouldn't fall into the current setup because you want it to fit your theory. And that is just... Uh, yeah. yeah. Be open. I mean, four cores, eight threads. It's not terrible, but it's not exactly fantastic. Yeah, but if well, it comes in at like fifty dollars, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. No one cares. All, it's all board the hype chain. But it, with with that, we're expecting Navi to come out. Yeah, and also, I, I'm more what? excited like if they launch Navi actually. Why? Because we they haven't put out a good GPU in decades. Nobody yes. cares. But the hope that was, is there that was hyperbole. Would actually be <laughs> a, a good one. So the hope is there. Yeah, that was the same for Vega. Yeah. The same for Polaris. That's the same for Radeon 7. No, nobody want, Nobody was expecting Radeon 7. Exactly. That, nobody, nobody cared yeah, about that one And everyone hoped it would be a good card, and then it wasn't. Exactly. But with that, uh, so Navi architecture is what we're expecting on the PlayStation 5. Excuse me. PlayStation 5, and there's been images surrounding the internet of the dev kit that could potentially be out there, and it looks like a chunky boy. It does. It looks like a dev kit. It looks hideous. It looks like a non-shippable, non-viable consumer product, which makes me feel like it is something of an engineering sample. It it looks like a a PlayStation sleeper build. (laughs) You're not wrong. Like, if they just stacked everything into, like, a PlayStation... With like parts jammed and glued on top of it. Yeah, that's kind of what that it reminds me of. That looks like a sleepable to me. Okay, so so what we're looking at is probably something that's uh, two and a half times the thickness of the PlayStation Four Pro. Yeah, and about as wide. And then what is supposedly the DualShock Five controller, which looks worse than a DualShock Four. Honestly, with I'm raised triggers and it it kind of looks like your kids' Switch controllers. Yeah. Yeah. It also looks like it let itself go and had one too many brownies. Yeah. I'm not too keen on this remote design. I wouldn't be as opposed to the remote if they actually add more weight to it. You're right. Like if it was yes. more like a, a sturdy, controller? chunky boy. I, I like a heavy controller in my hands. Like I, the current PlayStation remotes, it just feels like... They, they are a lot lighter than... If, if they're going to release multiple versions of consoles, you know, like a PlayStation 4 and a PlayStation 4 Pro, why don't they release the DS4 and the DS4 Pro, which is heavier because it has a higher capacity battery? That would make a lot of sense to me. Business-wise, that would actually be fantastic, yeah. DS? Why, why aren't you worried about DualShock? What? Oh. Dang it, Reese. No, like, my brain went to, like, Nintendo DS. I'm like, my it dude. It would. It would. It did. DualShock. Come on, man. Yeah. I even said DualShock at one yeah. point. I gave you the reference for the acronym. No one calls it a DS. When you read it, okay, anyways. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we're expecting PlayStation 5. It's possible that this is completely Photoshopped as well, Um, but I'm not going to... We're just going to talk about it. If you think about previous dev kits that people have seen, they they all are these big, chunky boys that look hideous as a consumer product. Yes. So... There, there is the realm of possibility that this thing is legit. Yes, but somebody could have also had that in mind and then just Photoshop something that would look like it was potentially a, uh, a, a dev kit. Also, kind of sells it to me, though. looking at these new... Why does yours come up? Mine doesn't. DualShock design? Like, I just get the link right there. Same. That's weird. Looking at the, the new apparent DualShock design, it looks like it has a screen in the controller. Which is pretty cool. It, For it What? Looks, it looks like it's for chat, like... Yeah, like... Who chats on a PlayStation? No one, but th- that appears to be a chat window where you can actually type in. That's useless. You could technically use it to, like, monitor your battery life as well. If they would do that, sure. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that, like yeah, a battery th- indication that, somewhere. That would be actually Or, like, sweet. how it uh, the DualShock 4 integrated into some PlayStation 4 games, like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Where, where you can swipe and... Well, no, like... and. The, the speaker on the controller actually was her, like, activator yeah. ball yeah. thing. Even with, I think, like, Killzone with the swipe gestures for different things. And yeah, I mean, like, I can see how it can be implemented. I'm not completely opposed to it. And I feel like there are ways to actually use it. I'm completely opposed to it if the marketing for it is that it's a chat feature. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no. Pass. I'll pass on that. But I do feel like it's a good, good move if they do it properly. Okay. Potential. There's, there's potential. potential. Yeah. Okay. Whether Sony is going to use that potential in a good way. 
remains to be seen. Oh, why do you speak about something like that? I mean, they have made some questionable decisions. Which ones? Give me, give uh, me a recent one. The crossplay stuff. Okay, that's fair. But that was about them making money. Yes. And trying to wall the garden. I don't. It was still like the reasoning behind it was dumb. Like everyone knew it was like, no, we just want to keep people on the PlayStation platform. We want the monies. Which let's let's talk about uh let's talk about the PlayStation platform for a second. Or platforms in general, rather. Borderlands 3. Uh, okay, I know where so this is going. This hyped game of, of the ages. Everybody's looking forward to it. It's coming out on all platforms. You got Xbox. You got PlayStation. Um, and, you know, people kind of... Like, the PC Master Race is used to making fun of console people for their timed exclusivity on things. <laughs> Just like, oh, haha. You don't get Crash Bandicoot when it comes out. Is that a good reference? What, what's a good timed exclusive on a console recently Final Fantasy no Monster Hunter World what Last of Us Last of but no that's not a timed exclusive that's an exclusive exclusive yeah um, has there been a game recently where it's timed I, I on yeah, one console and then comes out on another are you talking about like console to console yeah or like PlayStation was, versus Xbox oh I was thinking more uh, like console to PC yeah no, that, no there's plenty of examples for that development like delays yeah most of the time yeah no I'm saying a game that has launched on PlayStation that will launch on Xbox but hasn't yet because there's a timed exclusivity deal I know the other way around there was like Cuphead and PUBG on Xbox that's yeah. true okay yeah, that's yeah that true, is yeah. true but that was original was Cuphead on PC first yeah, PC and Xbox. Okay. They came out at the same time as far as I remember. Those are essentially the same thing. But anyways, the whole point behind that is while people used to make fun of console players yeah. for that, now it's the PC Master Race's turn, and this is the perfect image. Uh, you guys can't see it <laughs> if you're watching yeah. live, but uh, it's a monkey knife fight going down between Steam and Epic Game Store, which is fantastic because Borderlands 3 is confirmed to be an Epic Game Store timed exclusive, just like Metro Exodus, uh, just like... What was that other one? The Outer Worlds? I can't even remember now. And that, yeah, it's it's gonna be on on Epic Games store for for, for six for months. S- yeah. yeah, yeah, for six months. Yeah, I think it's six it's, months. It's, it's yeah. not it's not a year like Metro no, 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 it's it's a it's a six month exclusive deal. That's not terrible. And honestly, I'm okay with Gearbox doing this because they they're at least making their intentions known right from the get go. Instead of. Opening up pre-orders on Steam and yeah. then changing yeah. it. Yeah, what was, is that? Who makes Metro Platinum Games? Is it or Dune? Some other? I don't know. Who? Yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Any the developer of oh no, it's 4A, 4A Games. Was that's it? who it is? Um, the developer of Metro, they used Steam for marketing purposes, and same as the Outer Worlds, and then pulled it last minute right before launch to be yeah. an Epic Game Store exclusive, which I'm sure they didn't have it in the contract with Steam, which is why it could happen, but... but then again, I think that was because of the whole, the, the Epic Game Store changing things, so it was more last minute decision than one done like way ahead of time. I... I could understand that. It's, pro- it's the exclusivity money. That's the yeah. issue there. Being available on the Epic Game Store is not an issue. That would have been a last-minute decision of like, oh, we can put our game there too. Yeah. Them being like, oh, we've benefited from being on Steam for pre-orders, but screw that. Look at how much money Epic Games is going to give us from their Fortnite cash drawer, and we're going to go with them. Yeah. I think, I think that's a little bit of a bad Although I, I do feel I, – I do like Epic Games – Bringing competitiveness to the the market. Yeah, no, they they but, definitely should be. But that a move bit was a bit competition. Uh, yeah, some some of these companies are going about it the wrong way and like just jumping ship whichever way the wind blows yeah. at that time. But then I feel like this is a more calculated ahead of the time we're going to be an yeah, epic store you know exclusive. Like it's going to be an epic before you place your order on Steam. Yes, and but I'm angry about it because I don't like exclusivity stuff. True. I, I see the arguments on like both sides, like with everyone getting angry because like they they don't want to fragment their digital library over all these different platforms. It is a pain. And then you have to. But like, it's already been that way. But then it's also like your friends list and stuff like that. The people you play with, maybe they don't have that. But what does it, that matter for a single player game? It doesn't. Okay. Why am I upset? 
I'm saying people in it, general. It, isn't there like some third party? I know this is just installing more software, but there has to be like a third party solution where it like Discord. Can you launch your games from Discord? I think you can see your friends can are you? playing games and then like... Yeah. Oh, there is that. No, but I'm talking like a third-party launcher that conglomerates all of your actual games Which just makes there. another thing that you need to install. Yeah, so it's a pain. Whatever. You have to, ins- you have to install a bunch of stuff anyway, so let's at least install the thing yeah, that consolidates all that. Yeah, but if you install one thing that. and then you can work everything from there, that's fine. But having to install one thing to install all of the other things onto that one but thing... But then so let's, can, let's look at the alternative. Then it's Steam with the Monopoly. Yes, and that that that's the whole reason that Epic Games is even making this power move because Steam has had a stranglehold on game distribution on the PC I for quite guess. some time. If you really want, seeing that Nvidia has kind of had the monopoly on GPUs for the, for a while now, unless you're an AMD fanboy. <laughs> What's the point? Okay, you get could. to your point. Get to your point. You could use Nvidia ex- the GeForce Experience to launch your games. That's true, because Can? it auto detects. Okay. You can launch from there. Okay. You've got it installed already. I mean, most people have an card. NVIDIA card, so it's yeah. not like this is a huge... So Fair you, enough. You, you could probably do, do it that way. Was, was the fanboy comment really necessary? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't add me, boy. Okay. Well, well let, let's talk about another uh, giant kerfuffle in the gaming industry, and that's in regards to Anthem. So this oh, wow. is an exclusive report talking about how Bioware's Anthem went wrong because <laughs> it was a giant piece of crap that nobody really wants to play beyond the first few minutes and being like, oh, this is Warframe but with a little bit of flying in it. But I can fly in Warframe a little bit too, so I'm not sure what this is. Honestly, uh, this, is, this was one of the most... Like disappointing games because I was so because you're into for this. you're into the looty shooters. I I, yeah. I am like I love these grindy loot shooters like Destiny and that kind of stuff, and I was like this is like Destiny and Iron Man and just like awesome flying around in these suits, and then it sucked. So yeah, I, I mean, like, I was we, we we tried playing the the open beta on stream. Yeah. yeah, and it was just like it's horrible. I got bored in the first mission. Okay, yeah, but the the reason it went so bad is apparently while the game has been in development for seven years or so in development in development it most of those seven years were in pre-production and it turns out that the actual development time for anthem was six to nine months Mm. which is ridiculous that is there's no way you're getting a perfect game launched wasn't it marketed more than six months out yes like i'm yeah. pretty sure i knew about anthem well well before i'm pretty sure we July. found out about like yeah we found out about anthem about this time last year yeah that sounds about right no but like just to think you can't rush out a triple a game title in that <laughs> amount of time no you can't no they did well they did and <laughs> it shows no but, it's it's absolutely stupid i mean I've done a bit of coding myself and like trying to get a, a perfect thing out, especially of this magnitude in six to nine months. Stupid. Okay. But okay. That brings up an interesting discussion. You're talking about bringing out a perfect thing, which I, I'm going to argue does not exist anymore in the world of game development. No. Nobody is ever because trying every, to ship a everything's perfect game. R- everyone's rushing everything. Early no, access no, no, no. for days. No, I, I think it has nothing to do with rushing. I think it has to do with the fact that no matter how it ships, you can make an adjustment afterwards. And as creatives, what we know is that we always see the biggest flaws in our work the After moment we send it live. Out. Yes. Like, it's only true. when we put out a video that we're like, oh, we should have done that. Frick. Oh, now I see it. But while we're editing it, we don't catch it at all. Yeah. yeah. And so pushing something live and then having the ability to update it, whereas before it was like, well, crap, that's, that's just it. a giant bug in there. E.T.'s just going to get stuck and we're going to have to put all the games in a landfill because nobody wants to play it. Yes. So I, I think it's changed the the m- m- mind frame around how game development is actually occurring. And it is, yes, it is partnered with rushing things out just to get them out. Yeah. yeah. But then there is the, well... I'm going to do the best I can in the time I have, but I also know that the internet is a thing and I can send out an update to make sure that if I screwed something up, it will be there. Obviously, I'm talking as an individual, but this is a company-wide thing. But I think that's also very much a mindset thing because if you're going into into the release with a mindset of, oh, I can fix something if it's wrong, 
then you're not going to look for the finer stuff and actually try and get as perfect of a product as possible sure? on release. Yeah, you sure? because, you're, because you're already in the mindset of like, oh, I can get back to that if, if, I, don't, if I don't want to. I don't know about that because like there there is some sort of downfall to releasing a bad product. Like yeah. Yeah. Anth- EA and Bioware have received crap for how bad Anthem was. Yeah. Right? So there there are consequences to not shipping out something that is good enough. So yeah. I don't think it necessarily gives people the compulsion to be lazy regarding certain things. It can happen, but I'm not sure that's like the entirety of the conversation. I'm pretty sure that People who are in, working in game development are there because they want to be there, right? Yeah, obviously. And they care about the product that they're shipping out. So I, I don't think – I think EA as a company probably has that perspective of like it's yeah. good enough, but not the people who are actually working on the game. No, agreed. Agreed. The people who are working on the game, clearly, like they would want to have the best thing out there possible. Yeah. But I do think from the top down, it's definitely a thing of, oh, don't worry. We can fix that later. It's, it's a whole filmmaker thing about you can fix it in post. You can, but it's never going to be as good as if you actually fix it on the night. And it's just... I don't, I'm not sure that's necessarily the same thing with games, though. There is a thing, though, with releasing a game somewhat broken. You do get a bigger sample pool for data collection, for fixing those errors But that's what you've quicker. got beta for. Yes, but it's not yes going to no. be like remotely the same size of like actual information coming in. They, they can get it out in a broken state. It sucks, but then they can fix it a lot quicker in the... But then you've got like a whole scenario like No Man's Sky where they actually just launched it. It was completely uh, stupid. Okay. And so then I, I did want to make the comparison between No Man's Sky and Anthem because I think there are stark contrasts there. Because No Man's Sky launched with very key features just completely absent from the game. Yeah. yeah. Anthem had a few things that were shown in trailers that just weren't there, but for the most part delivered on everything that they said they were going to deliver on just in a poor way. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it seems like, I mean, No Man's Sky has basically uh, redeemed would be too strong of a word, but they've, they've definitely made a huge turnaround they in terms patched. of the content mm. that they've brought out. Yeah. And they, they were finally able to deliver on the game that they had always anticipated on. And part of that might have been like, oh, we've run out of funds. We yeah. have to ship this game no matter what. So this game has to come out. We're going to take that money and try to make the game that we've always wanted to make, even if we can't. EA would have no excuse for that. Honestly, it just seems like the EA issue with Anthem is that it was a development time issue, whereas No Man's Sky, since they're more of an indie studio, Hell yeah. Yeah. isn't the biggest. Financial I'm, constraints I'm sure are it was, a thing. Yeah, it was both a commercial... It was basically a commercial decision to ship it when it happened, whereas yeah. Anthem was a commercial decision decision to ship it when it happened but it was also like if they had delayed it by like six months who really would have cared i i think that would have hurt it less than releasing it in the state that it's currently in yes agreed i think like with a company ea's size they are also thinking about keeping shareholders happy and delivering on time it, it gets a lot more complicated then why not than a shift small... down all of your releases that you've got lined up for the year and actually make sure they're actually properly developed because shareholders don't care no, but if you, if you take six months, right, and you move all of the releases you've got lined up for those six months and you push them ahead, then you've got, then you basically fix the whole issue that they have right now. <laughs> so you lose six months now where you don't release something, but you fix all your problems later on down the line, whereas now they're just like, oh, we need to get this out now. Okay, so and how then they rush the next release because they need to get something. In how the does that work for yearly releases? With let's say a battlefield, sure you shift it six months down the line right now, I, I, but I then think you have Ubisoft to. Ubisoft actually did a fantastic thing where they took a break on the Assassin's Creed thing because people yes. just weren't interested anymore, and they rebooted and they actually came back very very strong, and people are actually enjoying the game again. Aren't people enjoying Battlefield Five? Not really. Not really. <laughs> but is is that because <laughs> is that because it launched after Black Ops Four, which was pretty decent, and then yeah, was, more than there, Wasn't there another one that was similar? Well, you, you've got Black Ops. Well, all of them were ca- kind of like trying to target the Battle Royale because this was at the peak of Battle Royale and yeah. everything was just kind of like... Is that out yet? Is Firestorm out? I, 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 I think, think it came out on the 25th. Somewhere along the It lines. was supposed to come out in March. Yeah. The fact that I have not heard anybody playing it so, yeah, on yeah, my yeah. Twitter feed completely like indicates that, that, that that's, it's dead. That's what EA was trying to target. They were trying to target Battle Royale and then Call of Duty did it and then... Apex came out, and then it was just like, oh, 
But Apex, no, no, no. I don't think that had anything to do with Battle Fi Battlefield Five because Battlefield Five was a like just a straight up shooter. Supposed to be. Yes. But no one plays those anymore. The, unless, I, unless you can do Battle Royale. I'm pretty sure that Black Ops Four had a pretty decent support for like the non Battle Royale part of it. Eh. When I mean, was the last time you actually you were actually able to find a game? I haven't tried. I haven't been. I haven't had time to play. My so. point exactly. That, yeah, that, that's, that proves nothing. That's more the, the fact the local that I haven't had time is. to play. No, the amount of tweets that I've seen come out just in the local scene is just like, oh, I can't find a game. I've been searching for like two and a half hours. I saw that for Blackout, not for the actual matches. I saw that matches. for everything. Okay, well, that, that indicates that Black Ops 4 has died locally, not necessarily yeah. that it did anything internationally. No. You, you can't take the local scene and extrapolate that anywhere past no. South Africa because we have one Obviously of the we, weirdest Obviously, we've got setups. a very small sample size, yeah. But it's just it, – it's definitely not – I don't think it's as gripping because there have because of Battle Royale. Uh, what would you rather play? Would you play a normal multiplayer game or would you play a Battle Royale game? Normal multiplayer. Battle Royale. Whatever. Some people like the genre better. I I don't think that's the reason Battlefield 5 flopped. Okay. There was the whole like Oh, th yeah, that, I'm not even going to talk about even, that. So this this is where I have some personal issues with like the the social justice aspects of like controversies around topics right i have literally never seen anybody complain about these things but yet i always see the people complaining about the complainers fair so i'm just like who are these people that you're responding to what where's the feminist the, like controversy surrounding Battlefield 5 with a woman on the front. I've literally not seen it, but I see everybody in the games media locally talking about how those people are buttholes. And it's just like, yeah. Who, who are you referencing? The yeah, the the response to it made more noise than the actual people talking about yeah. it initially. The percentages are strange. Yeah. It's it's very weird. Anyways. So uh so Let's also just continue on the realm of game news. GameStop records worst loss in history. <clears throat> GameStop, one of the leading physical retailers for both new and used games. Mm -hmm. Sure. That usually has a trade-in programs for consoles as well. I don't know why that's a relevant statement because they only give you like $3 for it. Has reported a staggering... That, that's huge. $673 million loss in 2018. Ouch. That's massive. That's a lot Two of... Two-thirds of a billion dollars. That's a lot of the money. I didn't even think that they were big enough to even come close to losing that much money. Yeah. How is that... Like, okay, so I'm sure part of that has to do with, like, rent. Like... They, they, they have probably, more expenses than They're that probably way. spending a buttload on like retail space, yeah. which would make a lot of money. And then if your revenue goes down at all, thanks to Steam and thanks to the PlayStation Network. And the and amount of digital copies that actually still get sold. Exactly. So the, the fact that the digital space has been picking up quite significantly, GameStop hasn't really shifted to a non-brick-and-mortar style yeah. business model. I can see how they would have the ability to make $670 million in losses, unless, conspiracy theory right now, okay, okay. what they did... What they did was that they started paying people more for their video games. And what happened was this was like the good guys working at GameStop actually giving people legitimate rates for their used games. And they would, they would pay them more than that they would make back when they resell them. And so that's where they get the $673 million in losses. That is a heavy conspiracy theory. Because <laughs> it's completely wrong. I doubt that's what happened, but let's run with it. It's fine. So they gave them $4 instead of 3 Correct, but they sold it for three fifty. That's a lot of fifty cents. Yes, <laughs> fifty cent adds up. Millions and millions. No, I, I just think this is like mainly the digital space taking over. Yeah, because I, I have seen a real heavy decline in physical copies actually being sold. Well, one of one of the biggest issues with physical copies is that physical copies are no longer um, the end all be all for 
the game itself. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you get a physical copy, you also have a day one patch. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what's the point? You have to download tens of gigabytes anyways. So why go to the store? Because the whole point, the whole reason that I used to buy physical copies, was, even when I had internet, was, was that, yeah. I have a data cap. So, like, a 60 gigabyte game, let me just get it on the, on the drive so that I can install it on my PC instead of downloading 60 gigabytes of my 500 gigabyte cap. But now it's all I'm going to have to download 40. So screw it. Might as well download the extra 20 yeah. instead of having to go to BT Games and have them stare at me awkwardly and me mm-hmm. buy the thing that everybody else is buying. I'm, I just hate going you out in public. You actually have to talk yeah, to people. Yeah, it's, messed up. <laughs> it's messed up. What kind of world are we living in where physical interaction is it's a necessity? Actually, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But like to think about it, I haven't bought a physical copy of a game in ages i think my last physical copy was uh my last physical copy was still xbox 360 days and i think that was blackout wow too. dang okay no my mine's way more recent was the the zelda breath um, of the wild yeah breath of the wild that was because i got it like with uh, the collector's edition with okay the like, oh, okay yeah. i see a lot of people getting physicals for the collector's editions but then you're still okay, ordering them sense. directly from but then there's even collector's editions that don't have the game included oh i've seen that that's just Bonkers. That doesn't make any sense to me. It makes me happy. <laughs> if you're going to spend a lot of money on a statue, you don't deserve the game. You should reconsider the priorities you have in your life. Yes. <laughs> That's a joke for anybody listening. Didn't, like, they do that, like, with Fallout 76? Like, they had a collector's edition that didn't even... Oh, yeah, you, you spent, like, $200 on a canvas bag, which wasn't a canvas bag to, to begin with, and then you also didn't get the game included. That was the dumbest. Fallout 76 was the worst that thing they ever did. Wreck. But it's available on Steam now, guys. It's oh, amazing. wow. Yeah. Bethesda's, Bethesda's helping in the war against Epic Game Store. <gasps> did you see that they like were giving away free copies of Elder Scrolls to get people back on their launcher? Because like, Really? No one wow. wanted. You know, did I, you see uh, the Elder Scrolls grandma is going to be in Elder Scrolls 6? Yeah. Shirley Curry. Who's yeah. that? Uh, she's like a grandma YouTuber. She plays Skyrim. Okay. And like, like she loves illness. this game. Like she makes episodes where she goes and like makes up these stories and goes and like role plays in Skyrim, and like makes a couple of videos like that. She's actually kind of entertaining to watch. I have watched more than one video. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty cool, and so they like including a, a feature of her in because she she's Elder Scrolls Six. She's an older woman. She was worried that how she, how old are we talking here? Like pretty old. Like, like she could die before the next one comes out. That's exactly why okay. like, she was worried. <laughs> like. 70, like in that role. That's not that old. 70, 80, somewhere around yeah. there. She like was worried that, that she wouldn't be around to see the next. Well, of course Elder she wouldn't Scrolls. be if she's playing video games all day. She's going <laughs> to waste away in front of the computer. She needs to go outside. But then like, they, they're making her into an NPC for the next game. Like they, they had her come into the studio and like. That's they, all she gets. An NPC. She gets to be an NPC? That doesn't sound like an honor at all. It'll probably be like for some quest line somewhere. As a <laughs> DLC. like if if she was part of the main story that would be pretty cool but the fact that she might be an npc for side quest that most people won't actually do yeah i just think it's kind of like it sounds like a pr move and not and not like an actual hey we're we're trying to make this lady feel well fallout 76 they need all the good pr they Uh, can get that is true that is true I, I don't think Fallout 76 is going to affect the sales of Elder Scrolls 6. No. Zero chance. No. Those are completely separate markets. Completely yes. separate hype. Yes, Bethesda's doing both. And yes, it might make people some people wary about the development of ES6, but I'm pretty sure overall... Oh, sales also gonna, it's not going to matter. The roof. Unless Bethesda really screws up their sales somehow, it's... Yeah. I mean, considering people still play Skyrim religiously now, yeah. it's... Yeah. It'll be fantastic. Does anybody play ES online? Is that a thing? That that was the what they were I know giving it away exists. free. Okay. Uh, we had it for PlayStation because we didn't know anything about it. So uh huh. It sucked, so we sold it. Okay, fair. I considered getting it at some stage. Gave up. It's basically Elder Scrolls meets World of Warcraft, but then. Oh no, boring. thanks. Okay. Well, you know what else is Elder Scrolls meets World of Warcraft? Tell me. Bitcoin. Because oh, it's all made up. Ah. Anyway. <laughs> I tried my best with that segue. And that it, was uh, so bad. It partially worked. There's a little bit there. Anyways. Should we just like get a random segue generated for you? 
No, my, my brain does that. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't need an external device for what my brain's already capable of. I think we just just need like a big screen. Like whenever we see you coming to the end of an article, we just generate random segue and you just have to read it. Okay. Sounds good. No. That could be a fun game to play. Let's get to the article, Rickus. Fine. If you would so let us... Uh, Rickus, why don't you just read the headline for us? Bitcoin jumps 20% thanks to mystery order. <gasps> mystery order. Well, so 20% is quite a bit, especially when it finally puts it back over $5,000, which has been quite some time since it's been there, it, since it tanked around in November of last year. It's it been that long. Yeah, it went from about six and a half to at, at its lowest point, almost below three thousand uh, dollars, and it's slowly been making its way back up. But on April second, there was a huge order placed, which drove the prices up to about five thousand dollars, which uh, could mean that it's the end of the graphics card golden era. Don't say oh, that. please don't be so it. dramatic. I mean, th- th- that's the only way that you get clickbait out of this is that uh, that's true. <laughs> but Bitcoin need, goes up 20%. Do you need clickbait on over. the podcast? <laughs> yes. Yes. Headlines matter everywhere, Rickus. Right. How do you draw people in? Huh? Good content? No, that's how you get people to stay. You draw mm. people in with clickbait. You get people to stay with the content. Fake news. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't you dare bring up my people's <laughs> <laughs> our actual ability to sell fake news, okay? Stay, stay out of it. So this is obviously a far cry from the $20,000 that it peaked at in December of 2017. Remember those days. Uh, it was glorious. But that's what's coming back, okay? Because this is, this is the end of the bear market. It's the beginning of the bull market. We're going to see a run up to 100000 Oh, mm-hmm. and oh it's, yeah. Just get in now while the iron's hot. Bitcoin will be at 100k by the end of 2019. Okay, your accent made me hear you say bacon. (laughs) Bacon's gonna be at 100k by the end of 20, which I'm all for. If we can get more bacon in the studio, 100%. 100%. I I I would be on board with that. More Bitcoin too, because yeah, but I'm not paying for it. Somebody has to give it to me. Can we make a direct exchange? Bitcoin to bacon. Bitcoin's revived video. We could. Yeah, we definitely could. So for anybody who, who doesn't know what we're talking about, um, we made a video called Bitcoin is Dead. Which well, is still one of my most loved videos on the channel today. That was fun to make. I, it was one of the, the first ones that we made when Rick is, first became our editor. Anyways, I went around the city of Pretoria just screaming, Bitcoin's Bitcoin dead. dead. It's all over. Um, for probably a good seven minutes. How long was that video? Oh, it, it was way longer than it should have been. <laughs> I mean, we got kicked out of a mall. Oh, we got filming. kicked out of a mall. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. Um, Although, thinking back now, we could have probably just taken a cell phone and actually filmed that way. But We could have, yeah. Uh, it would be more discreet. We, we, we got kicked out because we were holding a camera, not because we were disturbing anybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I had a mic on me, and I was just kind of saying it when nobody was around me uh, in the mall. I yeah. wasn't screaming, Bitcoin is dead. So uh, it was actually recent Rickus who got kicked out, who yeah. were holding the camera, and I was fine because I was I was on an escalator at that point. So being very funny. inconspicuous, like yeah. So um, we could we could make a, a Bitcoin is resurrected, revived. Yeah. Bitcoin's that alive. One. Bitcoin's alive. Yeah. Bitcoin's back. <laughs> Fun times. Bit- Bitcoin's back, baby. Bitcoin's back. All right. That's where my brain went. That's all. You know, so Speedjet in the in the chat said something. Uh, kicked out of. We should have made a vlog about it. Yeah, we we could have clickbaited that. Yeah. Right? People would have watched that. Kicked yeah. out of mall for Bitcoin. Ah, <laughs> that's clickbait right there. Do you remember during the hype? Like even in the malls, there were like stands there selling Bitcoin and like. Yeah, it was like every every marketing tactic everywhere was just like oh we accept bitcoin now yeah no like that was popping up in all the stores and like there were people driving around with like stickers on the side of the car like ask me about bitcoin and then like their number there and like they were trying to like become financial advisors and all these things well there was also bitcoin atms which yeah. is amazing but i mean in, in a market like that everybody's making money until it all collapses and then they put everything into because people don't know how to get out of a good market that's the that's the it was it was the digital gold rush. Yeah. But is it over? Because, you know, Bitcoin is obviously the currency of the future. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's still worth more than a dollar. <laughs> fair. Fair point. No comment. Oh, my. You know what else is worth more than a dollar? Minecraft. <laughs> 
you actually have to buy the game with some sort of currency. And there's been a major update to one of the mods that is out for it. The SEUS mod, I believe it's like Sonic Ether or something or another. Anyways, it's a, it's a mod that's out there that has made Minecraft completely ray traced with global illumination and a whole bunch of it other looks like gorgeous. It, yeah this honestly changes what i think of minecraft like this looks like it's minecraft for 2019 yes just having lighting effects dynamic lighting effects yeah. with um i it even looks like the textures are updated which i'm probably sure it is because it is a mod yeah so they they probably change more than just the lighting but having a Having ray tracing in this with realistic lighting coming in through windows and shining just like streams of light down onto the floor and reflecting really well, it, it looks gorgeous. Like, it, it I, actually looks really nice. Like I'm not a big Minecraft fan. I've never, I've never been one. Um, but that actually looks like something I might play. Yeah, no, it just looks like it's something that would be fun to like jump into and just play for a bit again. Cause yeah. I, I used to play Minecraft like what years back when it first came out. Really, it it, it really. Kind of sucked. Did it tickle your fancy? Not even. Like, I just <laughs> played it because I had it. And then the only thing that really, like, I got excited for Minecraft again was seeing this, like, ray tracing demo. And it, it looks fun. It looks cool to, like, jump in. I would but it also takes your again. FPS. You're not wrong. It's not an issue. I mean, he, he works at UFD Tech. It's not like That's we true. don't have two 2080 TIs in the office that he That's could potentially true. just That's put in true. his system. For Minecraft 2080 TIs. Only if you play the game at the office. You can't go home, okay? How am I supposed to put it in my system then? I, 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 I'm I sure you'll find a way to take it from the office, just like you have done with a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> I've asked for all of the other Just because you asked doesn't mean you did it when I was paying attention. <laughs> hey, Brett, can I take this 16 gigabytes of RGB RAM home? What? Headphones on. Oh, he's nodding his head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, Rickus, I was dancing. That was not an acknowledgement. That was an exuberant, jubilational. Uh, that's the workaround. Head Just claim ignorance that you were nodding your head. That's what he does. That's <laughs> that's why he he claimed so much while I was in the states last year. He just uh, he just. He just took everything. Although I'm sure if I go digging through WhatsApp, I would probably find evidence of you saying, yes, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but usually, so in my mind, when you guys ask me, hey, can I take this home? I'm not thinking, hey, can I have this for a long-term loan unit? I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, they just need to use it for something quickly. Like, at least Reese does that. He's like, hey, the mass drop headphones that we just got in, can I try them out tonight? And I'm just like, sure. And then they're back in the office the next day. Well, they're not right now. Yeah. That's okay. We'll work on that. I feel like we need They'll to be back soon our, enough on our learning terms. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should. But uh, thankfully, we have an abundance of RAM, so I don't yeah. need it back right now. Um, and then we've, we've also got some news that uh, Intel still going ham with stealing people. So let's just, let's just count the list of people I can recollect off the top of my head. They took Raja Kadori from AMD. Yes. They took Chris Hook from AMD for yes. the marketing side of things. Well, they, they pretty much stole like half of AMD's GPU team. Yes. So they, they also took Jim Keller, who was instrumental in making Ryzen. They have also taken Ryan Shrout from PC Perspective. They took Alvin Malventano from PC Perspective. And then they took uh, Kyle Bennett from Hard OCP. So they have been uh, snatching up people left, right, and center. And now it appears that uh, the green team has met their fate with Intel's grasp of people. And Tom Peterson, who was actually pretty instrumental in at least uh, the public perception of NVIDIA, mm. he has been acquired by Intel. Okay, uh, can I put this out there? I totally didn't know what this was going to be about at first. And I got a shock when you said Intel was stealing people. I'm just like, what? Wait, now? <laughs> no, 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 no. So Intel CPUs are conflict-free now, so they don't get involved in that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> they, they, they have that on the box. Okay, okay. so they're anti-slavery. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I was just like... In case you need the clarification for that for a tech company. I was like, why haven't I heard about this? Wow. Intel is very controversial right now. 
Um, but yeah, this makes more yeah. sense. So, so Tom Peterson having a bunch of accolades. Uh, he was the media liaison for technical marking, but uh, he also helped with uh, benchmark render response and effectiveness in the FCAT program. He contributed to NVIDIA's GPU boost and a whole bunch of other stuff. And then really just working on the PR. I've seen him on plenty of mm. uh, YouTube channels and podcasts when anybody needed an explanation of a brand new feature, whether it was yeah. Ansel or... Um, just different pipeline stuff or game works. I saw it was Tom Peterson who was actually delivering those messages. So he was a good guy to have around exactly. for those situations. So not only was he an engineer who could actually work on the GPU stuff behind the scenes, but he was also able to actually communicate that to people in a way that they could understand. And now that's on Intel. So it, it seems like the, the path that Intel is... Excuse me, burping, uh, burping on currently uh, is is one of actually really trying to make sure that they have a great public perception. Yeah, and they have great engineers. They're going for both. So I'm actually more excited for what Intel's going to release next than, year than what, yeah. than, than what AMD has. Yeah, no, completely true, completely true. Because like I'm Intel generally likes to shoot for the top. Yeah, and with everything that they've been stealing from AMD, they might be slightly cost effective. Yeah. So um, so yeah. If if my memory serves me correctly, I'm pretty sure Intel is bigger than Nvidia and AMD combined. Yeah. So let me let me I'm just I'm looking at the market caps currently, uh not cap, market cap. Uh but yeah, the I don't think Intel even like Oh my gosh, it's not even close. Really? Holy heck. Intel, $70.7 billion in revenue yeah. in 2018. NVIDIA was 9.7, and uh, AMD was 6.5. <laughs> it's, it's not even close. Intel could eat NVIDIA and AMD for breakfast multiple times over, spit them out, and then just keep on its merry way and without ever gonna, thinking about them ever again. This, this is going to pick up as well when they launch the GPU. Uh, I don't know if it'll have that big of an increase on their bottom line. Oh, come on. I, I, if you're I, buying into yeah. a whole new market and actually coming in... No, no because the, the biggest market that Intel is going to be in, regardless of whether or not they enter into the consumer run, is the data center side of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that, so that this, is a huge it, amount. It will probably increase their profit margins there because they can provide an all-in-one solution because right now they make motherboards, they make processors, and they make storage. Yeah. And they technically make graphics. Currently, they, they still technically make graphics, but not something that could be used in a high-performance compute environment. Yeah. With Project Z, they are going to have something that's suitable for that. So they can roll out entire um, entire servers that are Intel only. Yeah. Whereas NVIDIA has to be placed in with, at least with somebody's CPU. Like, you can't just have servers of GPUs. It, it's going to be I mean, a whole could, different battle between them and AMD then. I, I really don't think they're going to like release a subpar product if they oh no going this ham I, I i feel like it's going to be worth everyone's time oh absolutely well, i feel i feel there uh, it could be a complete flop you never know which way these things i go, doubt it though intel never really makes a big flop do they make big financial mistakes like pricing things completely higher than they should ever be on a consumer yes. side yes i d but they're not losing for that i know they're still out selling amd i like two to one yeah. So there's still AMD hasn't had mindshare for the past six years. Right, but why would they need to drop the price if they still have the mindshare? Yeah. So I don't I don't think Intel is making any mistakes currently. I haven't I haven't seen anything recently that they have um, that could be construed as a screw up for them. Maybe Optane hasn't been mm. the greatest hit. As Fair far enough. as as far as like the smaller capacity Optanes, like the 16 and 32 gigabyte sticks that yeah. are supposed to kind of replace your RAM. But as far as like Optane storage, that stuff's freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Like yeah. Intel Optane storage is, bad is awesome. That. Yeah. So I don't know. I, 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 I do doubt that the Intel GPU is going to flop from what yeah. I've heard behind the scenes. NVIDIA is just looking at AMD being like, you're cute. And then looking at Intel being like, ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, why you do this to me, papa? Yeah, so Intel and AMD, uh, AMD and NVIDIA will make it for a very exciting 2020. It's a good time oh, to yeah. be in the tech space. Yeah. And apparently it's a good time to be in, uh, in the hardware review section of the tech space because Intel's looking to buy people up. So uh, let's place our bets on who's going next. My guest is Steve from Gamers Nexus. Ooh. 
Although I doubt it. I doubt it. No, he probably hates, not hates, but I, it, he seems to have the right amount of loathing for the companies themselves. Yeah. Which would probably prevent him from taking the post. More than likely, yeah. Yeah. Like but he, he would he have would also d- thought that Kyle Bennett from Hard OCP did because he was like hard against like NVIDIA and AMD and Intel when they screwed up. Yeah. I guess it is good to have people like that on the team. Like if something's going wrong, they won't be f- afraid to speak their mind and like, guys, fix this. I'm not sure about with, that. With, with paychecks that they're getting supplied. There, there's a difference when you're on the outside and then when you're on the inside. Wait, wait, when you're not Fair. relying on them to pay your salary at the end of the oh, month. Everything's it's, great. It's a, it's a whole different ballgame. I, I, obviously, they wouldn't like just roll over. But at the same time, it's not the same kind of brash honesty. They wouldn't have and, the same pushback. And also, like once you're on the interior of an organization, you realize just how many factors are at play yeah. with regards to decisions that are made. And yes, there might be some stupid bureaucracy. But when you're in the middle of the bureaucracy, it's very hard to see the woods for the trees <laughs> fair enough so that 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 that's where i would be on that and also i just want to caveat i said earlier that intel hasn't really screwed up recently i'm just talking in regards to product launches i'm not even getting into the anti-competitive business practices and all that kind of stuff that yeah. they may have done away one time we made a whole 30 minute video on that yeah <laughs> so that, that that's a different conversation altogether but um i think that that's where we can wrap up the first podcast yeah, I feel like we covered a, a good amount of news. Yeah, we, we've, we've got a whole bunch of stuff to look forward to, such as video games. And we got a whole bunch of stuff to look forward to, such as graphics cards and things. <laughs> and we have a whole bunch of despair coming our way because Bitcoin's going to go back up and our no. GPU prices Yay. are going to go back up. I mean, if an RTX 2080 is $1,200 now. Oh, it's going to get absolutely wrecked. $2,000 at the peak of the mining Two and a bubble. Half. Two and a half. I love it. Can you imagine? I can. That, oh. I can imagine and I can appreciate and I feel it so warmly. Well, considering they're not much better than than the original Turing and Pascal cards. Uh, Watch everyone just like start buying up graphics cards now in, ante- in anticipation and then they just cause the whole thing to happen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not much better in terms of gaming performance, but they have tensor cores and they have ray tracing cores, yeah, but which haven't, we... haven't been found out how to accelerate mining yet, but yeah. it's possible that they could be. Yeah. So... Don't don't necessarily. I'm, uh, I'm not counting it out, but it, the performance that they have currently doesn't really. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, well, that was episode number one of High Bandwidth. Thank you all for tuning mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Uh, for everybody who's listening on whatever uh, podcast player you so desire, we are on Anchor, which distributes to everywhere: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Pocket Casts, all of those the good ones that you listen to. So yeah, yeah. we appreciate everybody tuning in to the first episode, and we will chat to you guys next time. 